This episode is brought to you by my free marketing class. That's right, I have a brand new class just for you in 2022, where I am sharing how to build a better brand that gets seen and paid consistently. I am breaking it down for you in this class. We're talking what marketing is exactly. You need to start understanding how these pieces fit together, how you can better master your marketing so you're getting consistent leads and consistent sales without more of your time and energy. And ultimately, how your brand, how you're showing up as a business owner plays a role in all of this. You can watch it on demand right now at brandmary.com slash class. That's brandmary.com slash class. And I can't wait to hear what you think of it. At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. We are in the middle of the first Brand Mary Podcast series. I am doing an entire series on building a sustainable business, and I'm so excited to just continuously bring these episodes to you. We're now moving into another interview, and today's interview just had me buzzing with questions, excitement, laughs, all the things. You're going to tune in and find out exactly why in just a minute. And today's episode, although originally designed to be just one episode, is now going to be broken up into two parts. Yes, there was that much goodness in this episode that I couldn't stop asking questions of our guest, Ash Wadler. I am so excited to introduce you to Ash. If you are not already familiar with her work, which most likely if you're inside of Brand Mary Academy, you are already a huge fan of Ash and her work, but many of you listening might not even know about her freaking brain. <laughs> her brain constantly amazes me. I love to just sit and chat and hear all the amazing things that she has to share because she is so full of incredible knowledge. Ash and I first met when she enrolled inside of my group program, Roadmap to Freedom. Ash had recently been become a certified high-performance coach and was looking to grow that area of her business. She talks a little bit more about why and what was happening inside of today's episode, so we'll get to that in just a second. But I've been so fortunate to not only guide Ash through my program Roadmap to Freedom to also work one-on-one with her. And it was through that work and seeing really how she stepped up to support other members inside of that program that I knew I wanted to reach out to her and bring her in as a mentor inside of Brand Mary Academy. Ash has began inside of the Academy hosting co-working sessions, which were a fantastic, fantastic way for our community to come together, but it became very clear that we were not utilizing her to her greatest potential. Again, more on that in this episode. And now Ash leads monthly high-performance habits called for our members inside of Brand Mary Academy. The goal ultimately to make sure that our clients inside of the Academy, our members are focused on how they're showing up in their personal lives as much as they are in their business and supporting them in their personal lives because once again, as we've learned throughout this series, it plays a huge role in the overall success of your business. 
I think you're going to fall in love with Ash just like I have over the last few years. And I'm excited to bring you this special interview in two parts. So without further ado, let's get in to part one of our special interview with Ash. Ash, thank you so much for joining me for our chat today. I'm so excited to have you and to share your freaking brain with our audience. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. I already did a bit of an intro where I'm like obsessed with just all of the information that you have in your brain. Um, but could you share a little bit more about your business um, and maybe even touch on a little bit of your journey and how that's evolved? Yeah, great. So my name is Ash Wilder. I am a certified high performance coach. And before I was a certified high performance coach, I was a massage therapist working with pro athletes in Southern California. And the way that that kind of transitioned is I realized that my body didn't want to do that full time. So I was looking for a partner career, not like to give up massage therapy completely, but I knew that I wanted to do something that I could tie in with it. Um, so that led me to certified high performance coaching and then the pandemic hit. And this thing that I thought I was going to slowly introduce became like the main thing. And I found you online because I needed to figure out how to make that work. And that has all transformed into this, you know, really creative, fun career that I have now, which is high performance coaching, storytelling, and massage therapy a couple of days a week, just because I love it, um, that I call story breath. So I that love is it. I love it. I, you know, we talked a little bit before we actually hit record and we were kind of talking about your journey and your evolution. And I think it's important to like, to note that because there are so many people, clients that we've worked with, especially inside of the Academy that want to do multiple things with their business, right? Maybe they identify as being a creative. They don't want to be in like uh, defined in a small box or something like that, like whatever the pull is. And I think it's so cool to see that you're doing that and you've allowed that to kind of unfold chapter by chapter rather than doing it all at one time. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up because I think it's important, right? Like everybody has so many passions and we're told at the beginning of business, focus on one thing which is important, right? You want to be able to like say, this is the one thing that I offer. You want to be able to attract those people to you. You want to make sure that you're doing that one thing well enough that it deserves the money that you want to facilitate your life with. Yeah. So that was really hard for me. And I knew I had to do it because I'm a creative brain. I have a million things going on all the time. Like as we're speaking, I have climbing gear all over. Like my cottage is a mess. You're also in school. <laughs> I'm also in school. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things that I'm always playing with, but inside a business, I, I struggled with, okay, I'm going to be a certified high performance coach. And that's it. I also struggled with that when it was massage therapy, like my brain needs more material to play with. Um, so when I started my massage therapy practice, I really dove in heavy and then trans like translating that into certified high performance coaching. The reason I picked that is because I received coaching in that style and it was all based around habits. It was all like, okay, inside of this huge life that you've got, all of these things that you love, how do we balance the energies so that step-by-step step you can move towards your goals and not just be pulled by everything sparkly that interests you. Mm -hmm. So 
that was really attractive to me because it wasn't saying, no, you can't do those things, but it was saying you need to moderate your energy. You need to be more disciplined in and intentional in where you put your time and focus. Um, so then when the pandemic hit and massage therapy was taken off the table for a while, no pun intended, <laughs> I really dove into, okay, this is like the kind of business that I'm going to do now at this chapter. I don't know if it's the end game business, but I know that business is going to be a lifelong thing for me. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Like mm -hmm. I'm always going to be iterating and creating something new for my people and for myself because my energy is changing and lifestyle is changing. So this thing is going to be, you know, the gateway for whatever ends up being the end result and the end result. I don't, I don't get to know that. And that's fine. Yeah. But I had to be okay, you know, putting my flag in the hilltop and being like, great, this is my end game for right now, mm -hmm. knowing that I'm going to get to the hilltop and have a completely different flag in my backpack than the one that I thought I was carrying up there. Like, but I had to, I had to have the goal. So the goal yeah. was to build a coaching business, which I did. And then the goal changed it again. And I was like, great. I really love this thing that I created. And I want to implement this. I'm a writer. I want to implement this writing. I want to bring narrative healing into the fold. I want to offer a community for writers. So that kind of pulled into, and now I have this like three pronged business of like massage therapy, high performance coaching or habits coaching, and then the storytelling. And it feels really good to have all three of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I, was, I was like writing them down. Well, the first one that came up for me was, we talk about this in the academy a lot, is hobbies. Having hobbies outside mm -hmm. of your business, the thing that's generating revenue, the thing that you're maybe laser focused in. And I'm curious, did the story work start as a hobby? Oh, for sure. Yeah. If yeah. you look at my history, I was like the eight-year-old with like the notebook jotting down poetry because that was like how I made sense of the world. I came from a really traumatic upbringing and my way of like navigating life and understanding what was real and what I felt to be true was to write poetry. So that's yeah. like something that I've always gone back to and back to and back to. And I had never thought about turning that into a business until literally last year when I was like, oh, you know, it would be fun. Yeah. You know, what would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Is like helping other people with that process. Yeah. And I, I think that's so important because I, I know as an entrepreneur with an entrepreneur mind and so many people inside of the Academy, I think every strategy call I have, they're like, what do you do with all of your ideas? And I'm like, just because something is, it's something that you enjoy doesn't mean that you need to change your entire focus to then make that the center of your business. And one thing you speak specifically about in the group and on your calls are the power of having those hobbies. Can you talk a little bit about why having hobbies is actually important for your business? Yes, of course. Okay, good. <laughs> of course. Okay, so we've established that I'm a writer. I'm also, you know, majorly into athletics. Like if I am not moving my body, if I'm not actively creative, creating something or like actively physically exercising, I'm destroying something in my life. Like I know that those two facets of my personality need to run wild in order for me to sit down and like do some work. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're looking at like, 
you know, someone's overall life experience, what are the things that bring them joy? Relationships, for sure, those show up, but sometimes relationships are hard. Maybe you get a lot of like, you know, um, what's the word that I'm trying to find? Like fulfillment out of the work that you're doing in the world. And sometimes that gets hard too. Like hobbies are this extra pocket of joy that we can just like slip into our jacket, bring with us when it's raining and know that we can go there to find something that feels really sustainably generative for us. It always increases your energy, like positive psychology. There's a reason why it's so popular to talk about. We've got all of these good feelings. We've got the endorphins, we've got the dopamine, and then suddenly we're creative and we're alive and we're connecting with people differently and we're connecting with you know, our projects and our passions differently. It's so important. So for me, like writing, writing doesn't feel like a hobby. Writing feels almost like brushing my teeth. Like I just got to do it. It's a thing that has to happen, but like climbing and soccer and ultimate Frisbee and hiking and kayaking, like those are the things that I just want to invest in because it adds different things to my life. And I know that people are already going to be listening to this and be like, I don't have time for that. Like, are you kidding? Life is so busy. Well, okay. But like, let's look at all of the areas that are important to you. You've got your health, you've got your mental and emotional well-being. You've got your partnership and your love, your family, your friends, your mission, life experience in general, um, your finances, learning new things, your spirituality, All of these things make a really well-rounded life. So for me, my hobbies, like, great. For kayaking, I am getting out with my friends. They're social, right? Mm -hmm. I'm spiritually connecting outside in nature. Great, I'm ticking that off the list. Like, I'm learning a new skill. It's scary for me. Kayaking is scary. We love kayaking over here. We have a triad. See, I'm like white watering, you know, like waterfalls. It's a little different. It's It's very different. (laughs) It's a hobby. It's a hobby. It's on water. But, you know, so these hobbies, like they don't, they don't just like exist in this little vortex over here by themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like whenever we're thinking about, especially time management, we'll use that as as an example. I know you got some cool tips for us in terms of like calendars and stuff at the end, but it's oftentimes when I talk to people, it's like a freaking, it's just a silo, right? It's just like, okay, this is the thing that I do for just this thing. When actually, if we started looking at where our time and our energy was going in a bigger picture, like you just shared all those different categories, like you said, like kayaking is a great example, right? I might have to carve out an entire day to go do that with my family because I have a child. So everything takes a hundred million hours, right? Mm-hmm. But like you said, that's family time. That's also me taking a freaking break from my business, which is actually important for me creatively. And and we talk about that a lot because there's this, there's this idea, this hustle culture, right? And And I believe there are times when we need to turn up the dial, sit down and get some work done. However, there is this hustle culture that attributes to just busy work, right? If I'm sitting down at my computer every day and I'm just doing stuff for eight hours, I'm progressing when we know, and you've got the science to back it up, that if you actually walked away and did something different, you know, for 10, 15 minutes and came back, you would actually get more done. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. No, it's totally true. It's totally true. And I want to like, there's, there's two points that are in there. Like one is the difference between hustle and discipline, Mm -hmm. like an athlete, you know, they're like on the field. It is the championship game. They're hustling. They have a reason to hustle in training. They are disciplined. They are doing the stuff they need to do. They are up-leveling what they're working on. They are trying hard. And the other thing that you brought up, which is really great is like, yeah, people do think about this in, okay, this thing is disconnected or they're thinking about this expansive picture of like how everything is interconnected together. So when your brain is on like stress or burned out, your prefrontal cortex is completely offline. Black and white thinking is all you have access to. If you're trying to create something new and generative and sustainable from a black and white thinking mentality, ouch, like that's going to be so hard and you're going to be spinning your wheels and you're just going to be exhausting yourself more, right? Like taking a break, giving yourself access to like some of that dopamine, some of those endorphins, like just taking off your shoes and walking outside. I know you do that. Like it gives yourself a chance to come back online and see the interconnectedness of the world. Nothing exists in a vacuum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Tani and I ha- had an interview, you know, right before this one, that episode came out, we talked a lot about how the things that we're doing behind the scenes of our business, let's call it personal life for our purposes here play a role in the success of our business. And so all the things that you're talking about, and I've had these conversations with clients and I've had them with myself as well early on, where I felt like I can't take the time to do that. I need to take the time to just do this, right? Because this needs all my time and energy. And I think like you said, it goes back to hustle, uh, um, discipline and focus, right? Can you speak a little bit to how hobbies and maybe play specifically actually can make us better business owners and entrepreneurs? Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to do that by circling kind of into story mode, right? Go. I had this really amazing instructor. She was the director of my massage therapy program. And one of the things that she said to us is if you don't have a client, sit your butt in that massage room and just be in that space. Like you don't have to be working on anything, but sit where you want something to show up. Like Mm -hmm. just make it a practice of yours to go there. And what a lot of people find with hobbies is they're like, okay, I know I'm supposed to get interested and excited about a new thing. And then they go and they try acro yoga and they're like, oh, that's not for me. Or they go and they're like, you know, trying just regular yoga and they're like, hate it. They join a dog walking club, not interested, like whatever that thing is. That's step two. Mm. Step one is creating the space to be itchy and bored, right? When we think about where creativity stems from and where we like really can hear ourselves as individual. It doesn't come from picking out, you know, from a slew of different peanut butters in the supermarket, everybody else's ideas of what a really good peanut butter is. It comes Mm -hmm. from like sitting still in this space that you've created for yourself in this hobby. If you've got 10 minutes for a hobby, great. 10 minutes, you're going to sit there And then when you like feel the spark to go and do something that feels entertaining and generative and fun for you, great, go do it. 
and what it does too. So like one, you're letting yourself get itchy and bored. You're letting yourself rest, but two, Mm -hmm. you're creating your identity as somebody who makes space for new experiences to happen. And when we think of um, spontaneity, as far as productivity is, you know, concerned, spontaneity is one of the things that increases productivity. If you're so routine that you're monotonous, Mm -hmm. there goes, there goes all your passion for your project. Yeah. So you need new ideas. Did that answer your question? It 100% did. And it made me think of the element of alignment, right? So we talk about in a previous episode, what I believe are the three pieces of a sustainable business, right? Uh, You know, sustainable revenue, your time in your life and in your business, how is that being managed and alignment and joy. And something came up for me when you said that, it's like a lot of people are like, okay, someone told me that I need a hobby. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this hobby that feels like it would be, someone mentioned this one time and I think I should try it. That sometimes works for people, but Mm -hmm. What you said, I think is more inspiring because by giving yourself the space to actually maybe even just sit and then maybe evolve and then sit and say, what kind of hobbies do I want to do? What would make me feel good? What am I feeling called to? I'm thinking about the peanut butter jars, right? Like what is, what kind of peanut butter do I want? Do I want creamy? Do I want crunchy? Do I want oil? Like, you know what I mean? Like we don't give ourselves enough time to actually sit with ourselves and say, what feels the most in alignment with the type of person that the identity that I want to step into? Yeah. And we've both read Atomic Habits. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. sure a lot of your listeners have too. Like he has this example of somebody showing up and getting to the gym and staying for 10 minutes at the gym and then leaving. That's not enough for a full workout, but you're, he, the, you know, example is shifting his identity into somebody who works out. By sitting and letting yourself get itchy, you're shifting your identity into someone who looks for joy and fun in their life for whatever amount of time that is. And even if that doesn't translate into, okay, I'm going to, you know, go climb for two hours a week or whatever it is, your brain is going to start searching for that stuff more often. Mm -hmm. It's going to say, oh, I'm resting. Well, what's going to bring me some joy in this resting space? Like what's going to feel nourishing? You're literally changing the chemistry of your brain. There's this amazing book. It's called um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And it is all about like our neurochemistry and our brain finds a neutral, right? If we're always stressed and then we get a little less stressed, our brain is going to find a way to stress us out again because that's what's neutral. It takes a while for us to create meaningful change. It takes discipline. It takes sitting yes. down and doing a thing. That's such a good segue too, because one of the, you start talking about atomic habits and I'm just going to go, <laughs> yeah. know, I love this dang book. <laughs> Uh, that book completely changed my life because I had been trying to initiate habits for my entire life. I was that girl that has been writing her goals on a note card at the beginning of the year, every quarter, since I was like five years old, you know, but I didn't stick to any of them because I wasn't taking part in habits to actually get to that goal. And one of the things he also talks about is the 1%. And I feel like a lot of, um, you know, entrepreneurs, they're like, I got to go big or go home. Right. And so it's like, okay, I got to start a hobby. 
I'm going to do it for two hours, three times a week. And I'm, and then you're like, okay, that didn't work. And that's not how you build habits, right? It's slow growth. And so I love that you gave that example specifically about going to the gym. Um, and that's something too, that I, you know, my evolution with working out had to shift because I also played a lot of sports growing up. That was my joy. That was my outlet. And then I don't play organized sports anymore, but I still crave moving my body. And it was a hard transition to where I literally started out working five minutes, working out five minutes every day. That's when I saw the biggest growth because previously I tried to do like an hour and a half of working out and go to the gym for an hour. And it's like, it just, you didn't stick. Right. So that's my story. Okay. Now, you know, how do habits play a role like in your eyes about, you know, in having a successful and sustainable business. Great. Okay. Well, let's talk exactly about what you were just talking about. You started shortening your workouts to a thing that like worked for you that could Mm -hmm. become sustainable. We're entrepreneurs. We're like, okay, this thing has got to work. I got to make X amount of dollars in my first year. I got to make X X amount of dollars in the first three weeks of business. Like, you know, we set ourselves up for this Everest style growth pattern, but we've never even trained at altitude before. Uh This is a completely different thing. So, you know, when we're talking about habits in business, a lot of it is not, okay, how do I build this massive empire that I want to build, but how do I show up in the role of CEO, in the role of creative director, in the role of entrepreneur, in the role of worker bee? Like there's these different hats that we play with. So Mm. sitting down and like working for 12 hours and forgetting to eat and forgetting about, you know, your partner or your dog who peed all over your floor because you're just so focused, it might feel productive because you're like, great, I'm sitting in the stuff and I'm, I'm focusing on the thing that's most important, but you haven't rested enough. You're no longer generating new ideas. Like if that is your day to day to day, you're on the road for burnout. You're going to get injured before you can climb that wrist. That's not mm-hmm. how you train. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not how you are successful either. Right. Right. right? Like, it, yeah, I don't know a single person that that has been the truth for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do, we hear like these stories about people who have these like multimedia empires and they're like, what's your ticket to success? And they're like, man, I just worked my tail off. Great. Good for you. You are superhuman. And maybe you had so much more help than you're owning up to. Yeah. Or... <laughs> You know, like something else is here. We're not getting the full story, but us as like normal people who want to build businesses, who have families, who have hobbies, who have other aspirations outside of business that deserve our attention, Mm -hmm. we need to come up with, okay, I'm going to sit down and work eight hours a day, but every hour at the 50 minute mark, I am going to stand up, stretch my body do the laundry that I need to do, wash some dishes, hug my dog, give myself a break, and then sit down and assess again, like, okay, which hat do I need to put on for the next hour? Is it the CEO hat? Do I really need to look at the big picture thing? Is it the entrepreneur hat? Do I need to like hustle and make new connections? Is it the creative director? Where is my brand going? Like every one of the one of the drawbacks of super extended periods of time working on a thing 
is that we forget about all of the other things that need our attention. Yeah. And that's fine. If you've planned it, if you're like, okay, great. I'm having a pretty balanced week. I'm playing in these energies. Like this is the thing that I need to focus on for the next three days. Cause it's going to be an overhaul. And I just need my brain to not be distracted on anything else. Great. But do that intentionally. Don't start by just diving in, you know, give, give yourself a chance. And here's, here's the other thing that um, I want to bring up for everybody who's listening, who's like, you want me to go slow, but I still need to make my, you know, bills. I need to pay my bills. I need to like get this thing rolling. I hate my day job. I want to transition as fast as possible. Like, and I hear you so much. I have been there and the small moves that you make that create the foundation for the bigger business means long-term sustainability. If you're like, great, I want to build, build a business for the next two years and then transition back into working for someone else, do what you want. If you want to build a business that's going to last this chapter of life and the next one, mm-hmm. then you need to make sure that your form is right. Yeah. You know, I- I'm so glad that you said that because the first thing that I will say is I've been in the, this entrepreneurship business for six years now, which isn't that long actually. <laughs> um, but I've met so many entrepreneurs, multi-million dollar entrepreneurs. And from the outside, before we would have a conversation, I would go into that place of like, oh my gosh, why am I not a millionaire? Like, what did I do wrong? Right. And I will tell you every single one that I have talked to their personal life has suffered. I met a woman at a seminar and she was killing it online, everything. Her marriage was going, she was heading for divorce, right? I, and, and that's when I realized that like, I would much rather be filling my buckets in all areas and maybe go a little bit slower towards a revenue goal, but knowing that I'm not compromising the other things that are important to me, like it's not just about my business being a priority. It's those other buckets that you talked about. For us, it's family, right? Y'all know how I am with my family. Like don't get up in my family time. (laughs) It's not gonna work well for you. But, and that's a realization that I had. And so that's more of like what you were saying, like the slow, sustainable growth. I want everyone to know from behind the scenes, that's what I've seen. And that's when it all clicked for me. I was in 2019 where I was like, okay, Let's focus on those small steps to ultimately go fast over like this much time. And the other thing that I'll say too, is that when I was first starting my business and my first group program that I was in, I didn't make any money. I didn't make any money in in the program. And there were all these girls and they were all hitting 10K and they had like a 30K lunch. None of them have businesses anymore. None of them because they didn't build a sustainable business. And that comes from yes, foundation, work in your business, marketing, branding, that, but also in how you are showing up in all these other areas of your life, because they're so connected. Totally. And I want to, I want to throw in a different metaphor in here too, because I know that not everyone listening is an athlete and like, they're not going to understand Everest. Right. Yeah. But imagine it this way, right? Imagine that you just bought a multi-million dollar house You don't know how to pay for it. You don't even know what kind of furniture you like. You have no idea what your favorite color is. And you don't even know if you're going to get roommates or not. But you bought this house, right? That's like doing business hustle first. Mm. 
you get to the pinnacle and you're like, oh, everything's empty. Did I, did they even, do they have a front door on this house? I didn't even think to ask, is there water, electricity? You don't even know the right questions. If you, you know, start off in a one bedroom apartment and you start figuring out your style and then you, you know, upgrade that. Maybe you buy your first home. You like start with some landscaping. You learn to garden before you like get a massive garden and are overwhelmed. You, you know, know what kind of roommates you resonate with and who you for sure do not want to share with. You know the right questions to ask. Mm -hmm. You can suddenly fill that home with so much love and joy and relaxation and really feel like home instead of getting there and being like, I got so much more I got to do and enjoy the outcome that you were working so hard for. Yeah. And right? the outcomes actually real. enjoy it. Yeah. 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 I love that. You know, Tani talked a lot about knowing yourself and that's something that obviously I'm super passionate about from a branding standpoint, you know, and, and why storytelling is also something that I've always talked about as a business owner is really knowing yourself to then be able to make these different decisions. And I keep coming back to this idea of like habits as well. And like, you know, having people are like, I don't even know what to do. And I think you totally nailed it with like, you need to be with yourself long enough to be able to ask yourself that question rather than just seeking outside validation to tell you what you should be doing with your free time, to tell you how you should play. And this is how I feel about the morning routine. I say this all the time, right? Every time I record a freaking podcast about a morning routine or make a video, I literally talk about how I am so mad that I'm doing this But I also see it as a golden opportunity to say, I know you're here watching this because you want me to fix your morning and I'm not going to do that because this has to be customized to you. And it's been through sitting with myself, asking myself questions, you know, playing for five minutes here and 10 minutes here that I've been able to find those different things that fill me up to where I can give to my business. Yeah. Yeah. Preach. Get itchy y'all. Itchy. itchy. You're making me itchy saying itchy, (laughs) you know, and I love what you said about creativity. And so I kind of want to circle back to the creativity part of it because I watch entrepreneurs. I always say, I'm like, you're just beating your head against a wall. You're just doing the same thing over and over and over again with no small micro changes, no trying different things. And you're not going anywhere. You're not making any forward movement. And my husband and I had this conversation the other day because we've always made it a point for our son to be bored. And now he's at an age where he actually says it. He's like, I'm bored. And our response is good. Sit with that. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and can you talk a little bit about like the connection between, we, we did talk about it a little bit in the beginning too, but more specifics maybe about like the creativity outside of your business and how that's going to actually play a role in you coming up with content ideas wanting to record videos, you know, wanting you to, to try a new fun marketing strategy because you have the mental capacity to do so. Yeah. Love all of that. Okay. So even just inside of this conversation, like, and not everyone needs to be a storyteller to understand this, but we've used Everest as an example that comes straight from my athletics. Like that is a thing that I am stoked about. I might be doing, you know, an Everest base camp trek in October. I'm really excited about it. Like these are things that I'm playing with. Oh, look at that. That's another connection piece with my audience. That's another thing that I can use and mold. You know, there's Mm -hmm. so much about just like life experience vibrancy that is going to make you a more 
intelligent, compassionate, empathetic business owner, period. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's establish that as a baseline first. And then let's talk about why leaving stuff for a minute and letting yourself be bored. I'll use bored instead of itchy. That's fine. <laughs> is a really good idea. But I, I think it's, a, you know, itchy for me inside of that metaphor is really good. Right. It's not just, oh, my God, I'm so exhausted. I need to sit. That's a different thing, y'all. Uh -huh. This is I'm sitting it's a little bit uncomfortable, but on the other side of this uncomfortability is an idea mm -hmm. or is, you know, a calling. There's something under there, but you have to sit with it long enough to see it happen. Think of it this way, right? An idea is kind of like making bread. You need the dough, right? You're really focused on it. You're really focused on your business. You're needing all of this dough. And then at some point you put the dough into a pan and you let it rise. You walk away from the dough and you let it rise. Mm -hmm. And then you come back and you're like, oh my gosh, now I can make a bread. I'm going to make a bread now. Right? It's the same thing inside of your business. Like these things that you're making, that you're chugging away on, they need a breath of fresh air. They need new ideas. Your subconscious deals with that information much differently than your conscious mind. Your subconscious needs you to take a break from that stuff so that it can play with that material in connection with all of the different pieces of your life. And then when you come back to sit down, suddenly your subconscious is going to show this thing to your conscious mind and be like, look what I just figured out, guys. Yes. Look what I you figured know, I, out. I'm thinking specifically about content creation. We know that's a number one struggle for our clients inside of the academy, number one. And I always say that you want to do this from a place of inspiration, not desperation. It's one of the reasons I'm so I'm so passionate about planning because if you don't plan your content, then you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to come up with some idea to post. And now you're just like really stressed. Where using the example that you gave, if you're like, all right, I need to do 90 content, 90 days of content ideas, right? Right? which is, which is 12, as we know, inside of the Academy, because we repurpose, you know, and you sit down and you're hitting a wall. That is a sure freaking sign to go do something different, to walk away from the bread, let these ideas rise, take a freaking shower. How many times do you come up with ideas mm -hmm. in the shower, right? Go for a walk, me, go to the grocery store. I swear to the heaven, some of my best content ideas, high converting have come from walking the aisles at a grocery store and doing my grocery shopping. You know, it's like that push mentality is not serving you as an entrepreneur because you're not tapping into this like collective genius that is available to you if you just played or walked away or rested or whatever. And I have a question about that specifically for you too, right? Like you're walking away from your content and you're going to the grocery store. Are you asking yourself about your content the whole time when you're no. at the grocery store? No. That's a key. Yeah. That is so important, right? You like, you close your computer, you walk away, you turn off your conscious mind's focus on that thing completely. That's when your subconscious can play with it. And then you're like mm. picking up, you know, one of the dozen kinds of peanut butter. And you're like, this is a great idea. You're like, put it yeah. down and you jot it down on your phone and then you get back to it later. Yes. It's important. It's yes. so important to give your brain different things to focus on. I hope that you are loving this series all about creating a sustainable business. As a reminder, we will be back with another episode next week, but there are multiple episodes that you can listen to as part of this series. So if you haven't tuned into those, now is a great time to listen in. 
Another thing I wanted to remind you of before we close out this episode is that I have a class for you that is focused on building a sustainable business. In this class, I'm specifically sharing with you how to build a better brand that gets seen and paid consistently. As we've talked about, having sustainable revenue leads to a sustainable business. So if you haven't tuned into this new training, you can head to brandmary.com slash class. That's brandmary.com slash class to sign up and watch it instantly. I'll see you next week in another episode.